All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights, the only podcast dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. And before we get into today's episode, I just got to say, I really appreciate you listening and you know showing some love, showing some support. I was traveling recently and happened to run into a listener, as crazy as it may seem. So shout out to Katie. Thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> anyway, hope you're enjoying this. We're going through all of the technical basics right now, just getting our feet wet with all of these concepts. We just wrapped up mergers and acquisitions a few days ago. We're, don't worry, we're going to be going back to some of those concepts later as we get into some more advanced stuff but we finished the foundations and I'm really excited about that. We are in the final section of the basics for technical prep and we're talking about leverage buyouts. We're talking about when companies, usually private equity firms, buy other businesses and then sell them for a profit. That's effectively what leverage buyouts are and leverage because they usually use debt. And that actually is the perfect segue into today's question. Why use leverage to buy a company? Why use leverage to buy a company? Why would you do it if you had the money? And simply put, you can make more money this way. That is why it is done, ladies and gentlemen. Using leverage means that you're using other people's money primarily to execute the deal. Maybe you put in a little bit of your own money, but you're usually borrowing in order to make this happen. Now, once the business has been sold, that new owner of the business, whoever you sold it to, who's responsible for that debt? Guess what? They are responsible for that debt, not you. Once you sell the business, you're not responsible for the debt anymore. Now, keep in mind, of course, that it is most prudent that the debt levels should be supported by the cash flows of the business. Got to keep that in mind, right? But also, just think about this from an ownership perspective. The new owner, they preside over the business, they paid money for it, and now they're in charge of this debt, le debt levels. The old owner, in this case, the private equity firm, keeps the profits of the business that they made as an equity owner. So if you're a private equity firm and you put in a relatively small amount of equity into a deal, but you sell it and you get all this equity out, but don't have to deal with uh, the debt levels uh, later down the, down the line, then your internal rate of return can be very high. So that's why people do it. They do it to make money. Leverage is literally, it's like an amplifier in a deal. So if the deal goes well and you just use cash, okay, that's great. If the deal goes well and you use leverage, then it can go really well. And people can make a lot of money in a relatively short period of time. Let's say the holding period is maybe five to seven years. And that may seem like a long time, but especially at the rates of return you're talking about here, like that's that's not a long time over the span of, of several decades of an investing lifetime. So that's really the power of leverage. Of course, it can cut both ways, right? If things don't go well, then the leverage is, is bad, right? Because debt is debt. And just like if you and I go spending on our credit card too much and 
you know, or paying minimum payments and that interest stacks up pretty quick, you know, and you don't want to ever be in that situation. So debt can cut both ways, but that's why people do it. It's to buy a company and make a lot of money doing it um, as opposed to using cash and making less money doing it. And then the other thing about leverage too is that it means that you have more available cash for other deals. Let's say you're a PE firm, you got a hundred million in cash. If you put 5 million of equity into a deal instead of 50 million, well, you just preserved a ton of your cash balance, your dry powder, so to speak, to go out and do other deals. And you can do that again and again and again. And so that's typically what private equity firms do. Okay, that's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. And next time we're going to be talking a little bit more about this LBO model. We talked about this last time, breaking down the LBO model and different steps in it. Uh, So we're going to delve a little bit more into that topic next time. But until then, uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care.